0: What's
1: wrong I got nothing for you, but what, what, what's wrong with you? Leave war! You're not needed! How do y'all feel
0: this morning? Leave war! I feel rotten, that's how I feel. Well, that was enough for me. We could have had the benediction right there. That was so good. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast for the local church, and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh Loftus, and I'm coming in, coming in fresh with my, with my, with my boy. I've uh, got, I got right. a new, I got a new name for you. I got a new name for oh, you. This gosh. is coming from. Okay, so this is coming from faithful listener Ed. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. So he I was on the phone with him the other day, which is always, always fun. Uh, He says, you know, Josh, something I got to say, because I've been listening and, you know, this is Ed talking. He's like, I've been listening since the days of Daniel and I love Daniel to death. But when Jack came on board, he says the the podcast gained a flavor of poshness. That was not there, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> not there. What? When Daniel was, and he says, "You guys, you guys, you guys are, are a, a a much more posh, uh, Reformed Baptist podcast than the majority of individuals out there." So the new nickname now is Posh Jack. That's wow. what it is, Posh Jack. I don't. I don't ascribe to that. Hey, I don't know what. Hey, hey, take it. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, Hey, when Ed when Ed gives you a nickname, you just you take it. You take it, and you enjoy it. It's now so we've gone from Bro Jack to Vet Jack to uh, now Posh Jack. That's where Posh Spice. Is that what you're saying?
1: Spice. You are trying to (laughs) throw me under the bus, big time. You are so trying to do that. That would be your pro wrestling name.
0: <laughs> posh Spice. <Jeez. laughs>
1: Sounds like Old Spice, like a, right. a rip-off yeah. Old Spice mix. But no, oh, you know what?
0: Terrible. I kind of like it. And, and you know what? I agree. Mm. I agree. Right? The podcast, when Jack came on, we definitely became more posh. We are, we are, <laughs> a, as we have said before, oh, we are the podcast for the more sophisticated 1689er. That, that, that's 100% true. That's why okay. we're here. That's what we do. And we ain't stopping. So posh, Jack, I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. <laughs> yep. Alive and kicking. Alive sorry. and kicking indeed. Dude, How, Jack, how have you been, man? Good. Um, Mostly just uh, so I think maybe I've told you this. Maybe I
1: haven't told you this. Mm. But uh, my wife and I are going to Thailand uh, starting in August. That's right. August 1st. And so we're like preparing everything. And uh we've been doing like all these different just like looking over because we're basically flying into southern Thailand and then going up into northern Thailand and then um this church that her friend works for. It's not a church, it's an organization that she's trying to get a basically a a, a children's school there that teaches kind of uh more Christian worldview. Okay. In that sense. Um, she's trying to get a school started there. And so <laughs> they're like, do you want to like teach or like do something on Sunday? And I'm like, yeah, I could probably do that. And I was talking like, okay, this is within my wheelhouse. I could do this. I could talk about the early church. And they're like, yeah, nobody's ever heard about church history <laughs> out here. And I'm like, Oh, they better hold on to the bus because <laughs> it's going down. But I have to like, I have to, make a manuscript so they can like put it in tie. Yeah. Oh, so they okay. can like understand. So I'm just like, Oh geez. So I got that going on. Okay. I have to officiate a wedding this week. Wow. Look at so you. That's taking up like a couple days of you. stuff and prep. And so it's nuts. Craziness my dude.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah. going to be, let's see what's going on. I'm going to be next two weeks, next two weeks I'll be preaching. I got some pulpit fill to do. Um, yeah, it's just a busy time. I feel like June, Mm. June was pretty, was pretty nice, kind of slow. And then July has just been crazy. And I'm hoping August kind of slows down. How long are you gone in Thailand? from the first to the 18th so okay we're gonna have to stack some apps. yeah we got yeah. <laughs> we got a bulk recording. we're gonna have to bulk, bulk some record or i'm gonna have to do the old the old joe thorne and start stacking Dude, some interviews hey <laughs> hey man i was
1: thinking that too i'm like hey josh can branch out on his own and just start I interviewing like could, joey man. could do that oh
0: man i could start doing some interviews look at this hey hey, hey. Hey, hey! <laughs> and then You're next thing you know,
1: I can't go. I
0: can't come on the pod because I got kicked off. <laughs> Jack's <as close>. gone. <laughs> nope. sorry. Let posh Spice, go. Sorry, Posh Spice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This turned back, this turned into an interview podcast. Sorry, <laughs> Jack. Who? Jack? Yeah. Ah, he's in Thailand yeah. somewhere. I don't know where he's at. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. I might. That that would actually be interesting. I'm, I bet you I could. Yeah, I could get some. I could get some heavy hitters. We could get some heavy hitters on here.
1: I'm definitely good.
0: I got I got contacts. I got contacts. You could you could do another TED talk. I'll pull out I'll pull out (laughs) I'll pull out that old black book, you know. Like check the names, check the phone numbers. Oh Jack. What cigar do you have for us, man? It's this it's the reformatory scar of the week. Dog on it. Tell us tell us what you got. Okay, so this this cigar
1: uh, I haven't smoked in a while, but when I di- when I first smoked it, it was very good, uh, mainly because uh, the blenders behind it I don't think have really failed on their blends. Mm. So basically, uh, Trinidad is a way more. So Trinidad cigars is part of like a line of of different cigar brands from this company called uh, Altadis, and. Um, especially, uh, Upton or Upman. You may have heard of some of their brands like Upman. Uh, Trinidad is more on the pricier line a lot of the times, but in any case, um, they made this cigar that got a lot of buzz like a couple years ago and it was called the Trinidad, es- uh, Espiritu. 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 Okay. Which basically means spirit in Latin. Hmm. Um, and so, so this, this sorry. yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, those kinds of eyes, but the wrapper and everything is just very colorful, so oh, I don't yeah. know what they were trying to go with that. In any case, this is basically a, a Puro Nicaraguan cigar.
0: It is, it is like Nicaraguan through and through, yeah. Yeah,
1: and how, who, who they um, got to blend this was A.J. Fernandez, and okay. most of Altidus's brands do a really good job when they utilize A.J. Fernandez. They did an Upman uh, cigar with A.J. Fernandez that's, like, amazing. You should smoke that. Basically, they did this blend with A.J. Fernandez, and it weighed, like, I don't know. This is a lot better than their... I feel like this is a lot better than their Espiritu Brazilian blend or something like that, but in any case, very good cigar. I like it. It's not... In, in my opinion, it's not very overpowering, but yet again, on the profile, it says, like, medium to high on the profile range yeah. of what you're
0: getting as far as strength, so... Well, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it being full Nicaraguan, like, we're talking Nicaraguan uh, binder, wrapper, the origin, the filler, like, the entire thing's Nicaraguan. So you are going to yeah. get... You are gonna get a a heftier smoke. So if you're gonna enjoy this, make sure to enjoy it on a full stomach or with something sweet like a little bit of chocolate or a Diet Coke uh, or a fresca. Uh, I've been enjoying <laughs> fresca dude. Oh, there's a new Coke flavor now. I wanted to tell you oh, about this. What is it? It's 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 the it's the artist's marshmallows flavor. So it's not so okay. I thought it was marshmallow. Hold on. Let's finish the review and then I'll tell yeah. you about the Coke. Anyway, <laughs> okay. it's okay. the Trinidad Espiritu Series 1. If you like. Uh, uh deep rich uh, full-bodied Nicaraguan sticks this is gonna be right up your alley that's basically AJ Fernandez's bread and butter is Nicaraguan that's really all they do yeah. right yeah. so this is a really really good one. you're gonna enjoy it uh, make sure to smoke it with you know something a little sweet something in your stomach so it doesn't uh, you know it doesn't kick in the teeth you know just like caffeine if you drink like a quad shot of coffee without something <laughs> in your stomach not gonna feel good. Not gonna feel good.
1: Hold on. I'm just gonna. I remember that one time where you told me, I need caffeine, and you're like, Bro, I just took four shots to the oh, dome. Oh, it, right wasn't, now. it wasn't four. It was it some was, crazy it was,
0: amount of coffee. It was six. <laughs> it was
1: six. Okay, it was I forgot. Six. It
0: was it was a ridiculous amount of shots, and you're like, "It was stupid." I don't think I can sleep. <laughs> I didn't sleep. I was talking with a with a with a Twitter friend from New Zealand at like three Jono? in the morning. Yeah, I was talking Jono with Mac? Jono. I was talking with <laughs> Jono oh at guess. like three in the morning, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting ready for church." And I'm like, "I can't go to sleep. My eyes are like." It was Picked open, and it was because I had six <laughs> shots of coffee at three p.m. It was bad. Anyway, Trinidad Espiritu, go get it. That is the reformatory cigar of the week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. <laughs> All right, Jack. Uh, so we're getting into our topic today. Uh, before I do, so yeah. apparently there's, I think I think he's an MC or a, a DJ yeah. called Marshmallow. Yeah. I I I don't know about this. He has okay. he has like a, a a marshmallow shaped. He's
1: basically hence the name. Okay, it's trying to like rip off um like what's like the, the guitar one? player bucket head? Like the guy has like the KFC kind of yeah. Okay. But it's like I feel like all DJs or something like that are going to like wear that mainly because of what's what's that one belgium is it daft punk house? yes daft punk daft how they punk. wore yeah. all the masks okay. i thought they were i feel French, like there's like a yeah in any case yeah he wears like this marshmallow
0: looking like dome oh, thing okay so okay. that's why well, anyway they call him that any case anyway he put out a coke flavor oh geez uh and here's the thing my my honest review so it's like watermelon coke and <laughs> like some like I want to say it was a little bit of cherry or something in there. Okay, not even lying. I think it was like watermelon and vanilla or something like that with with Coke. Not gonna lie, the first sip tastes like soap. <laughs> once you get past the first sip, <laughs> once, the- once you get past the first sip, your body starts to be like, okay, this isn't so bad. But but but. You take that sip; it is straight soap, dude. First <laughs> sip. Everybody knows the rules. Everyone, ever, first sip. One sip. Everyone knows the rules. Yeah, yeah, and it's soap. Oh, um, my God, I've got two more cans in the fridge, so I've got to. Yeah, I got to go through it. But anyway. I feel like that's too assaulting on my taste buds. I'll stick with that Starlight. The Starlight. That Starlight, Starlight stuff, stuff is, is, yeah, fantastic. Coke Starlight's good stuff. But yeah, marshmallow. Not impressed, man. You gotta you gotta make your Coke not taste like soap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really.
1: Not like Beth Bath and Beyond and a yeah. You know, I don't I don't want a bath can. bomb going on
0: in my mouth. Yeah, I'd prefer <laughs> that. All right, Jack. We're gonna get into our topic today, and we're gonna continue kind of our our what is series. So we just did two eps on what is a pastor. Uh, got uh-huh. some really good feedback from it. I think people enjoyed it. Um, uh, just, I think it's a needed topic, especially in culture today. But we're gonna continue that. All right. Uh, only we're not going to be focusing on pastors today. Today yes. we are going to give some love. We are going to show mm-hmm. some love to I believe one of the most underappreciated and, under- oh, yeah. and 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 underrated positions in the church. Yeah. And that is the office of deacon. Yeah. We love mm-hmm. you deacons. All right? Mm-hmm. Jack has been a deacon for a long time. Jack's uh-huh. got Jack's got some things to say about you deacons, <laughs> uh, but but uh, we we truly truly appreciate the office of deacon, the work that you deacons do faithfully for your church in and out. The the deacons are like if 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 the elders are like the helm of the ship, kind of steering it right. The deacons are like are the sails. Like they are, they are the, they, yeah. they are the backbone of, of the church, right? They are the ones that are, that are, that are setting, setting the, uh, setting the ship to, uh, giving it the actual energy to go right without the yeah. deacons. Uh, the church would literally and physically fall apart <laughs> Yeah, yeah. because of the work that the deacons do for the church. Um, both, both, both on on a physical front, as in like you know actually taking care of the church, right mm-hmm. um, but also the deacons have a great responsibility, I believe, for the for a lot of the spiritual stuff going on in the church as well, right it's not that they're yeah. in a position of leadership in that, but they are in a position to where they are they are at the front lines of the things going on in the church, the needs of the church, right and a in a solid group of deacons, is going to be indispensable for the elder team, mm-hmm. right? The office of yeah. deacon is so vital and so important in the local church that there's a reason that just as much emphasis in scripture is given to it as the elders because it is, I believe, just as important of a role, right? Although yeah. it's different, I think it's just as important. So, Zach, I want to throw it over to you. Actually, hold on. Why don't we read first? Kind of, yeah. uh, we're going to go to 1 Timothy. Chapter 3 and we're going to start in verse 8. We're going to talk about the qualifications for a deacon. And we're going to talk about what a deacon is, why they're important, and if one aspires to the office of deacon, uh, what they what what they need to have basically in their in their in their queue in terms of qualification. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to read this for us. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 8 and it goes through verse 13. It says deacons likewise must be dignified. Not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, not greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience, and let them also be tested first, then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderous, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife, managing their children and their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. So right off the bat, Jack, we see uh-huh. we see quite a few parallels between the qualifications of deacon and the qualifications of an elder. It's not one for one, but, but we see some overlap right there, don't we? Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah. There's some overlap here and there. Um
1: you know there's definitely some i would say some mm, maybe like <laughs> lower bar overlap I guess you could say and then it always intensifies when you get the the elder role but I think the deacon role is similar in that same way um where there's just a lot of things going on where especially in that text where kind of we talked about it the other, the last episode when we talked about elders as well too, especially when it says, you know, the deacons, deacons are to be uh, husbands of one wife and stuff like that. I mean, I've seen deacons over the last, you know, few years in which they haven't been married. Um, And then we can go into some specifics on that too. But yeah, I mean, pretty much... Some similar things, and I would say that that's like that because, obviously, I think that these are the two offices you have in the church, and so it makes sense that it's almost the similar kind of
0: overlap as far as qualifications go. So, So Jack, you you have been—so, you— have been in the office of deacon before, and that and that's an office yeah. that's an office that you held. That is not an office that I have held. Uh, I, okay. I will say I've, I've, I've been an elder and a pastor. I have not held uh, the office of deacon, which which I want I want to say first. Um, one of I think the greatest misconceptions, and maybe you can you can kind of uh, speak to this too, Jack. Mm-hmm. I think one of the misconceptions about the office of deacon is that it's a stepping stone into eldership, that. That that being a deacon is kind of level one, and then if you can prove yourself as a deacon, then you get to you get to be promoted, right? It's almost like the assistant yeah. manager job, and then you know if you you know you, you do your time as an assistant manager for a few years, and then you're kind of thrown into the pool to be considered for management, right? Um, that is very very not true, right? Right? That's not yeah. that is not a true or biblical way to view the office of deacon nor is that the purpose of the office of deacon so yeah jack you you being a deacon before I'm sure you've heard that before and I'm sure that's something that you've encountered i want to I want to throw that over to yeah. you and just kind of hear your thoughts on that before before we get into anything else
1: I mean I, I was always taught about how elders lead through teaching and shepherding and deacons lead through serving and uh, more of a hands-on approach, you could say, and loving people. And so, I I don't know how you could you could take the route where you could become a deacon and then go even further to become an elder. But this is sure. not a company or a business. That's right. So, like, <laughs> just because you're a deacon, this doesn't mean like, oh, this is the proving ground. <laughs> like, no, this is not. Like, the deacons come together in order to serve people. Like, that's a very that's a very different thing in essence because you're serving people um, and you're also serving the pastors of the church in certain ways. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily, and every deacon has their own special gifts and qualifications that yeah. make them a deacon as well too. Absolutely. And so for, for that saying, it, it just, I don't know. It obviously it's taken out of a context of you think the church is a business and it's not. Yeah. So, okay, that's not that's not where we're going with deacons. Deacons are basically there in order to serve the church and then also go to the pastors and say, hey, we feel like we could do this. How about we can serve in these different ways or what do we need as far as... You know ways in which we need to serve on the Lord's day or throughout the week, Mm -hmm. and so yeah.
0: yeah. If if you have a deacon that shows the qualifications to be an elder, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning they can teach and they can they can you know you know utilize scripture in those ways, and they have those gifts that are that are required for an elder. If you want to make them an elder, great, fantastic, right? That's not Jack and I aren't saying that it can't happen. We're just saying that the office of deacon is not specifically designed to be a kind of like a proving ground or some sort of hiring pool for elders, right? Uh yeah. if your elder team is doing I believe what they're supposed to be doing and fostering and constantly looking for the next leaders to bring up, that's going to encompass the entire church, right? That's going to that's going to be people that are that are church members, that are deacons, uh you know, that th- those are the people that they're going to be looking at, right? They're not exclusively looking At the deacon board, as to be like, okay, who here could we promote to be the next, you know, elder of, you know, this, this, and this, right? Um, Not to say it can't happen. Not to say it doesn't happen. It's just not for that specific purpose, right? So, Jack, when we actually talk about the the purpose of a deacon, the function that they uh, that they uh, serve within the local church, what are we talking about there? Uh, It
1: could be a wide uh, array of things I mean you see the first time the deacons are actually like you see actually when deacons come to become who they are as deacons the office is actually needed is because yeah. there's an issue with providing communion or bread um within the community yeah and so Stephen being the first deacon yeah yeah so I mean there's that You know, how do we serve a specific group of people within the church? How are we, basically deacons are there to come alongside maybe the pastors and say, hey, this is how we can serve our community the best or how we can serve uh, the people in the congregation the best way. Um, You know, I as a deacon have served communion quite a few times in my role, but then even at my local church now, I would say that we're, I serve communion, but in a way in which my pastors like oversee me and we've talked about that stuff before too. And so um, there's those things that a deacon does serving communion. Um, I baptized people as a deacon. Um, there's different ways in which deacons serve and in, in churches kind of utilize them in different ways. I know at my local church right now, deacons are used as kind of a way in which, Um, you're gathering people uh, and serving them in different ways. Uh, And so sometimes the deacons will do different food drives or meal drives in order to serve different families in the community or something like that. And so, yeah, there's a variety of different ways. You're serving the pastors in ways, but you're also serving your congregation, the community in different ways
0: as well too. I've always found it, uh easy to remember when trying to understand the what distinguishes elders and deacons right because i think mm-hmm. like like we mentioned i think in the last couple apps, um often in our in our culture today and church culture those lines get blurred right and you have deacons that are kind of being called elders, and then you have elders that are actually functionally acting more like deacons, and and we see those roles and those lines and those titles kind of blurred together, whereas scripture, I think, is much more defined and much more clear as kind of what constitutes what, right? So I have always found it helpful to, to kind of make the distinction to kind of get my thinking going on the right track that the elders are primarily responsible for the spiritual needs of the church. The deacons are primarily responsible for the physical and practical needs of the church, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a very wide spectrum of what that can, can hold, right? Yeah. So the deacons are going to be the ones on the front lines— that are caring for the congregation's physical needs, right? So you have somebody who, uh, you know, just had surgery, right? And you need to set up a meal drive, right? Or, or, or excuse me, a meal train. I guess that's what they're called, right? Uh, and make sure that this person's yard is able to get mowed and this person's, you know, car is able to get taken care of, right? It's the deacons that are the ones that are... um it's the deacons that are the ones that are that are heading off that ministry and spearheading that ministry right mm-hmm. uh, it's the deacons that are the ones that are taking care of the practical needs of the actual building right so the bills need to be paid and the and and there's electrical work that needs to be done and there's 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 you know just grounds work that needs to be done like all, all of these practical needs that need to happen because they're, they're practical. We need to take care of them. That's what the deacons were for. Right. And that's why the deacons were created. It's because the apostles had so much responsibility in teaching and leading the early church that a lot of the practical needs, not the spiritual ones, but a lot of the practical ones were being neglected. Mm -hmm. Right. Not because they saw them as less than, but because they just didn't have time. Right. So the office of deacon was created. And you see that in the book of Acts. And you see Stephen Mm -hmm. being the first deacon who's like, hey, we have all of these needs. Let's come together, help our elders who are leading the church spiritually and take this portion of the responsibility so that we can better serve our congregation. And now you have the office of deacon that is indispensable because because deacons are are very very important because often often deacons are the ones that hear about the needs first and they are the ones that that help the elders keep the keep the thumb on the pulse of the church right just like when we talk about the importance of small groups in churches how if they're done correctly they're they're their little little uh little pockets where where the elders can can Begin to, you know, uh, uh, get get a sense of the needs of the church, right, through kind of the the leader of that small group, right? The deacons often are the ones that are hearing about these needs first, right? So-and-so uh, got in an accident. So-and-so is having a baby. So-and-so is this. And they're bringing those to the elders so that the elders can be aware of it, care for those people spiritually, while the deacons care for them practically, right? So it's this—it's this microcosm. It—it it honestly is the body, right? And this is why the—the the picture of a body is used because you have mm. the different needs of the church being taken care of by the different individuals in the church that God has equipped differently, and it's this beautiful, beautiful uh, 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 unity that you see within the church. As the elders and the deacons are working in conjunction with each other, uh, serving the greater needs of the congregation, and when it's done right, it's beautiful, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. No other comments
1: from. Well, there we go. <laughs> My head, to be quite so honest. we we would be
0: we would be remiss if we did not. Um, mention (laughs) because i know i know some people are going to talk about this right uh in regards to because okay when when we talked about uh the qualifications for an elder right um because of the creative order because of all the different reasons that that we listed and you can go back and listen to those we believe that the office of pastor and elder is reserved for men we believe Mm -hmm. that's biblical we believe that's what Scripture says we would be of the of the complementarian uh, theology in, in that in that specific instance, right? Um, you'll find when it comes to deacons, uh, even within reformdom, that uh, there there is a debate. There's a debate mm-hmm. out there uh, going on whether or not women can be included in the office of deacon. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have uh, you have people utilizing scripture um, to 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 say, you know, well, yes or no. Right. Um, and I think. I think it's a debate that is different than the debate surrounding women, elders and pastors. Yeah, I think that's I think, important to say. Yeah. First off, I
1: think I think also, too, this gets into the more semantical debates, too around the text sure especially when it comes back to the original greek and how that's utilized in the translation of that koine greek text into the the english because that i feel like that's the biggest debate are you talking about wives of the deacons or you what do you you know there's this like little dance that people play with the passages i I, I
0: heard one person say well uh what, what were they what were they uh what were they referencing oh verse 12 they're like well when a when a woman can be the husband of one wife let me know and i'm just like dude <laughs> yeah. come on that's that's look whether or not whether or not it's your conviction yeah. uh let's let's be careful and be gracious with how we go about discussing this topic right because <laughs> because i will say, I yeah. will say and, and then i'll let you continue yeah i do not believe it's as cut and dry as as mm-hmm. the argument for women pastors and elders i believe that is 100% solid like, but with, yeah. when it comes to deacons, I think there's a lot more evidence for uh, and and you know and some against depending on kind of how, how you interpret uh, scripture and how you view some some historical passages you know you know historic you know church history as well yeah and
1: I mean uh, to go along those lines too, I would say that one of them it depends upon which denomination you're in because this is where the the waters get muddied in regards to language and the use of that language in offices within the church. Some people use the term pastor, but they actually really mean deacon. Right, yeah. (laughs) And so you have quote-unquote women pastors, but they're not really pastors. They're deacons. And so it's like, so really you should be calling them deacons biblically. Like you shouldn't be giving them the title of pastor sure. in that sense. It's
0: it's really important that we define terms correctly. Yeah. And and we define terms based on based on the work that's being done. Right. Yeah. And then um as far as the as far as church history goes, probably the first
1: event of Roman introduced execution of Christians, which was I think one ten which is Pliny the Younger in uh, Asia Minor. Uh, I don't think it was in Cappadocia, but I was, it was in Asia, Asia Minor where Pliny the Younger has all these Christians being brought before him uh, to stand trial. And there's four deaconesses. Oh. There's four women deaconesses <laughs> in the year 110. Uh. So you have to think of that in your church history as well too because... OK, you can say that women can't be deacons, but you have church history that might say otherwise as well, too, as far as how people functioned and used the text. So, yeah, it's a debate. I'm not going to die on that hill necessarily, but I'm more for women and men can hold the office of deacon. And it's like I'm not mad about it. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah.
0: At the end of the day, I don't think it's something that needs to get. That that we need to get angry about, yeah. yeah. Um. So it's important. It's important to make the distinction between the elders and deacons again, because the spiritual direction of the church, the teaching the church, right, exhorting the church, that is reserved for the elders and pastors. That's something that is reserved for men. We've already covered that, right? But if the office of deacon is being done correctly. Uh Again, correctly, we're defining terms here, right? There's no spiritual leading of the church, right? They are handling the practical day-in, day-out needs of the church, right? So that aspect that makes—and that is one of the primary aspects that make that role specific to men just because of all of the reasons that we've talked about previous, right? That's absent in the role of deacon. That's not there. That's not able to be applied, right? Uh-huh. So when we're talking about the office of deacon, we are automatically dealing with something that that is not not on the same um what do you say? It's not on the same um I don't want to say level because they're they're both they're both equally vital, but it it's not it's not the same definition, right? Yeah. We aren't we aren't we aren't supposed to take the role of the elder and then apply it to deacon, right? So mm-hmm. because of that, we have to I think Be much more gracious in how we interact with this particular debate, because I believe there's a case that can be made for both sides. And it kind of depends on the on the on the interpretation of Scripture, how you view church history. And at the end of the day, the conscience of your elders is what you should submit to. Uh If your elders read Scripture and they say, look, we don't see. That office as being something that is ex- being should be extended to women just because of what we read in scripture. Then okay, you got to submit to your elders on that because that's the call that they made. But if your elders are on the other side and they say, "Look, you know, we we hold firm and fast the you know the complementarian view. We believe the spiritual." Uh, leadership of the church is reserved for men. Um doesn't mean that women don't have a place in the church or don't have value. It just it, There's just different roles, right? But we also see that the practical needs of the church uh, is something that God has equipped many women in our church to be able to do. And they see, look, we don't see any reason in Scripture, biblically, why a woman cannot be uh, you, know, you know, included in this particular definition, because mm-hmm. they're not spiritually leading the church. They're not exhorted with teaching. They're not exhorted with 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 you know uh, that that level of um, of leadership in the church. I'd say submit to your elders on that too, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I believe unlike the conversation with elders and pastors, this is a conversation that we can have much more grace with yeah. and be okay with living in living with the differences yeah. that are there because of the level that 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 this particular argument is on right yeah. i would not say that with the other pastor <laughs> i i i'm just speaking for myself yeah. you can call me sexist you can call me whatever you want. i'm it's not <laughs> coming from anything <laughs> other than what scripture yeah. says i couldn't i couldn't be a member at an egalitarian church yeah i just i just couldn't because i see that that particular uh, doctrine as being very, very, very important, right? I could be a member at a church that was complementarian, was not egalitarian, but was all right bringing women in as deacons, right? Mm-hmm. As long as, and I will preface that, going back to what Jack said, which is really, really important, as long as the roles are clearly defined yeah, and there's no bleed through, Right, Because often you see that bleed through that Jack was talking about where you have your deacons that are kind of acting more like elders and the lines getting a little fuzzy. But that even, yeah, but that even
1: happens in like churches.
0: Like we can even
1: talk about this in just like a little runoff, but that even happens in like independent fundamentalist Baptist churches where deacons are functioning as elders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you have a quote unquote pastor who's like almost like an apostle, it feels like. Yeah you know so it's like it's really they're always <laughs> sweaty
0: <laughs> so Bro. sweaty
1: oh man oh. a lot of handkerchiefs going on so there so many
0: handkerchiefs yeah
1: <laughs> a lot of uh men that have the cadence of what my friend calls a Tennessee windsucker.
0: hey man if you <laughs> And the law said <laughs> yeah. listen to the reformatory <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, it's yeah. uh
1: it, I don't think it's just an egalitarian issue. It even goes beyond that sure, to sure. even other ways in which polity is structured and stuff like that. So
0: Yeah. Yeah, which is why it is it is important that the roles are clearly defined, mm-hmm. right? And that you keep the roles separate because in their separation and in their different definitions you see their value, right? You begin to mix them and mesh them, you start to lose the the specific focuses that those positions are called to have, right? And you begin to have a church that is increasingly more and more unhealthy, right? Mm -hmm. Because the spiritual needs aren't being met correctly. The practical needs aren't being met correctly. There's inevitably going to be a power struggle between, you know, a bunch of different people. It's just a mess. It turns into a mess, right? That's why you have the elders clearly defined and the deacons because the work of the deacon, I I can't overemphasize this like it is so important and a deacon team that is doing what they're supposed to is going to be the like it's going to be the elders greatest weapon. Yeah. Like I can't like it is, it is so, it is so amazing when you have a deacon team that is united and an elder team that is united and they are, they are working in conjunction with one another to serve the spiritual needs and the practical needs of the church. Man, that is a force to be reckoned with, and like that you will get some stuff done <laughs> when you have that right um and it's 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 always such a joy to me to see you know when I hear of someone in the church that you know is is sick or having a baby or you know just got out of surgery, and before I even need to ask. I hear, oh yeah, and you know, deacon so and so, you know, we got a meal train going for these guys, and uh, you know, we got volunteers to go over and you know, uh, take care of their yard, and we're checking in on them. And it's, I, dude, I, I grin ear to ear because I'm like, that is what the body's supposed to do. Yeah, that is what you deacons do, and you deacons are like, you are super soldiers in that, and it makes me so happy when I when I hear those needs being taken care of by a proactive deacon team, uh-huh. man that's just that it makes it just makes me happy dude like that's that's the body doing what the body does and you see the deacons taking charge and heading that train it is so good
1: yeah absolutely
0: so good jack i love deacons i love it it sounds like you do man i do
1: and i'm just over here going yep that's what we do okay (laughs) cool jack's like keep talking (laughs) keep talking keep talking josh
0: right um so at the end of the day your deacon uh, the the deacon's got to be upright right we have all of these qualifications in here there's some overlap with the elders when it comes to the character right you need people Mm -hmm. of character right you need men and women of character within the church you need individuals that care more about serving the body than they do their own interests, right? That's what makes a good deacon, right? So if you aspire to that office and you see yourself maybe not as the type of person who, uh, you know, can get up in front of people and teach, or maybe maybe you're not, maybe you're not, uh, you know, the the counselor type or the preacher type, and you just you don't you don't feel like, you know, you don't hear that that calling or feel that calling from the Lord to lead the church spiritually. But you're good with your hands. You're 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 smart with money. Uh, you know how to organize. You know how to organize. You know how to make. You know create project. You're a project manager, right? You're you're good with the practical things. Man, maybe maybe this is a role for you. Maybe God has equipped you for that specific purpose, right? And I will fight anybody. I will fight anybody in the streets that looks down on the office of deacon. And thinks that it's somehow less than, right? Mm. It's that is that's asinine to me. Get out of here with that jack. Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, if you aspire to the office of deacon, man, I my prayer is that you will continue to foster those gifts uh, and plug into the church, plug in, start serving, start serving now, even without the title, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And because those are the people that the elders are going to be looking for. It's like, hey, we need some deacons, right? And they're going to encourage the other deacons. You know, when you guys have stuff going, who's there? Yeah. Who's serving? Who's the one that's always plugged in? And the deacons are going to be like, oh, so and so and so and so and so and so. They're like, do you think yeah, let's let's start let's start cultivating that. Let's bring them in because the church needs more workers. We need workers, right? Yeah. Um, and if the Lord has called you to that, He has called you to something very, very special and very, very vital and important. I love you, Deacon. Big Eva has sung, sir. Yes, I think she has. It. And you know what? She loves Deacons too. <laughs> that's right. That's right, Jack. Uh, you know what? I think for this special for this special moment, we're gonna we're gonna take away Posh Jack for a second. We're going Deacon Jack. <laughs> oh my gosh, Deacon Jack, <laughs> DJ Jack, Jack the um, Deacon. Oh man. Oh dude, I kind of like that, Jack. Jack the Deacon, instead of Jack the Baptist, which is I think your oh Twitter thing. Yeah. Let's do Jack the Deacon. Uh, Jack- I don't have
1: that. I'm not in that office yet again so I can't really claim that that's true
0: you're taking a small break taking a small break yeah you're gonna get back into it, though I can see it in your eyes yeah Jack the Deacon get us out of here man ladies and gentlemen if you appreciate
1: our talks our little fireside chats about different offices (laughs) different offices in the church you too can follow us on a different fireside chat platform called the sociables that's right yeah the Twitter. Sometimes it's, it's not, a forest fire. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter. It's not getting bought up by Elon Musk, apparently, we'll anytime see. soon. He's take him to court. We'll He's playing chess. Josh They're all playing chess. Josh says chess. Josh says chess. Everybody's playing checkers. Whatever. Yeah. We'll see. You can find us on the tweak, the Twitter, the little bluebird site. You can find us on the Facebook, the Zuck site. It'll go down the next twenty-four hours because of the solar flare uh, storm that's coming this week, apparently. Uh, then you can find us on the instant it's that summertime feeling you gotta go you gotta get some instant grams you gotta get some chocolate some marshmallows put together make a little sociable sandwich if you will for your time uh, you can follow us all on those uh, sociable sites at the tag at reformatorypod Josh you can tell the lovely people how they can further uh, support our endeavors if you go
0: elders deacons lend me your ears going to tell you how you can support the reformatory because we love you and we support you so if you feel like supporting us back we'd appreciate it there's a few ways you can do that you can head on over to the reformatorypod.com get yourself some local church merch rep your church and look good in it. uh we can you can head on uh to Insta- or not instagram excuse me itunes or spotify give us a little give us a little review we would appreciate you know what we want to hear from you deacons if you are a deacon listening to this episode and you have not given us a rating, or you haven't reviewed us, tell us, tell us, tell us about yourself. Tell us what church you're a deacon at, and we're gonna give you a little shout out. We want to hear from you, deacons, because we love you guys. You can give us a little five star review. We would greatly appreciate that. Last but not least, uh, for less than a gallon of gas now, oh yeah, in the state of Washington, <laughs> uh, you can head on over to Patreon. And for less than a gallon of gas a month, you too could become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of this podcast. That is our pledge to you, whether you be a deacon or not. We thank you all for listening. Posh Jack, I'll catch you a little later, man. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're going to catch you on the next episode of The Reformatory.